Hello, listeners. Mandy here. Before we get into today's episode, we would love to hear your thoughts about the podcast and what you'd like to see us cover in the future. It will only take a couple of minutes and will really help us out. You can go to worthy.com forward slash survey and you will be entered to win a $100 Visa gift card. We've extended the deadline for responses to November 30th, 2023. Thank you so much. And now on to the episode. Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy, dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. I'm Mandy Walker, and I'm your host. Consider this. Your diamond ring, bridal set, or other diamond jewelry can be a hidden financial asset that helps you with that fresh start. But selling jewelry can be a nightmare. Worthy offers an easy, headache-free solution by partnering with you to help you sell your jewelry and get the best deal on your piece. Our quick and easy process means less work for you and more money when you sell, all done from the comfort of your home. Visit worthy.com to learn more. For this episode, we're talking about dating with kids. Without a doubt, dating after divorce is different from dating the first time around. Throw kids into the mix and there's a whole lot more to think about, some of which might not even occur to you. I'm excited to have Sandy Weiner as my guest today. Sandy has been a dating coach for a very long time. I have had conversations with Sandy ever since I've been working in the divorce area and she's my go-to expert on dating. She's the author of two books, a TEDx speaker, and the founder of Last First Date, and she's been called a voice of reason in the midlife dating jungle. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks so much, Mandy. Great to be here. I am so glad you could join us for this really important conversation. I wanted to start off with asking you, are there any circumstances when you would say to somebody, no, don't even think about dating yet. <laughs> if you have children, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I'm a big proponent of, of taking some time after a divorce to make sure that your kids are emotionally healthy and for you to heal a bit. So for everybody, that's going to be a little bit different, but I don't recommend that people jump right in and date right away and then bring the kids into the mix because what happens is a lot of times people are lonely and then they bring their boyfriends into the house and the kids get attached and it's really not a good thing for children. So I would say if your kids are, you know, just haven't really processed the divorce yet, just give it a little time. So just be patient. Be patient. Yeah, you can go out and have fun and do things outside of your home. I do recommend you don't just sit around and feel horrible. But you know, if you're going to get seriously involved with somebody and start bringing them home, that that could be a huge problem. So that that maybe jumps a little bit, but I think what I'm hearing you say is it's okay to go out and start dating, but you really have to think seriously before you introduce a new partner to your children. 
Correct. And there's a nuance there too, I think, because we, maybe we'll talk more about it, but I mean, to allow your children to spend time with a new partner. Eventually, yes. <laughs> what a lot of people do wrong is they throw the new partner in the children's face without preparing the children properly. And I've seen this happen over and over again, or they have the belief that their kids don't really know what's happening. So it's okay, mommy has a friend, he just happened to sleep over last night. And it's right, um, no. So how would you prepare your children? I'm thinking, I mean, we're talking about children, but they could go from a one-year-old to a 18-year-old. And I'm thinking that that's different. Of course, yes. I mean, if a kid is verbal and I would say maybe two years old and on, you know, that you would sit them down at their level, have a conversation when you are ready to date and explain to them what it means to you, what it means to them. I think what's super important is to address any fears that your kids may have. And a lot of people skip this step. They just think, oh, I'm just going to let my kids know I'm going to begin dating and just, you know, kind of suck it up and get over it. But if you don't address the fears that the kids have, and and a lot of fears come up, like, are you going to replace my parent that is no longer married to you? Or are you going to be bringing a whole string of people in and out of the house that I'm going to then get attached to or get angry about or whatever? And the other part of this is that if your ex-spouse has already started dating or often they move in together. I mean, I've seen this happen where the ex-husband already has somebody, maybe there was an affair and they've moved in together or they've remarried before the ex-wife is even ready to date. And so the kids are feeling duped. They feel like, well, what just happened? I, I wasn't ready for this. I don't like this. And so are you going to do this to me too? And so that's why it's really important to be patient with your kids, be open, really acknowledge and validate their feelings, but don't let their feelings get in the way of you having a life too. So I think it's finding that balance of having that conversation, telling them what you're going to do. Like in my case, I sat my kids down, they were teenagers, and I said, I'm going to begin dating and here's what it means to you. I will never introduce you to anybody unless it's serious. I will respect your decision, whether you want to meet them, if it does get serious, but I'm going to go out there and have a good time and date. And I won't share details of my dates with you. Like really be clear about all those things and then throw it to them. What, what are you, you know, what are your thoughts? What, what are, are your, your concerns? What are you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the, those are obviously going to differ by age and also what the child's exposure has been to maybe they have friends whose parent is dating or maybe they have friends who are dating or their own dating experiences that they might come back to you. So what, what I'm hearing is it's really important to give them a voice, but that it doesn't necessarily mean that if they don't like you dating, that you don't date. Yeah, I, I think that that's the flip side is that a lot of a lot of parents who are divorced, they will defer to their kids and then they put off dating for 10, 15 years. And then all of a sudden it becomes really hard to get back into dating. So you've got to find that happy medium 
respect your children's feelings. And if there really are big issues, then maybe family therapy is a good idea because there are things to work out, but you can't stop living your life because your kids have some concerns. Right. Balance was the word mm-hmm. that you used. And I think that that's, I mean, we always like talk about putting our kids first, but there is a balance to draw there. And I think too, that that's that's also what I've heard from a lot of people. They feel like that's the benefit of shared parenting because you can segment your life, compartmentalize things so that when the children are with you on your parenting time, you can be present for them and you can date on your own time. Correct. Is this a way of you modeling what dating might look like for your kids? Because sooner or later, they will start dating. Definitely. I mean, in my case, I did talk to my kids about relationships that didn't work out and why they didn't work out and to show them how important it is to have self-worth and dignity and to have communication with a partner and what I am looking for, what they might be looking for, especially as they get older. And so, yeah, I think that you have an opportunity to model for them. Maybe they didn't see that in your marriage, but if you have helped yourself to improve who you are this time around and how you relate and the type of partner that you know would be a better fit, it's a really good thing for your children. My kids have really appreciated it. Yeah. And gosh, I think like when we think about dating, we, I certainly am guilty of this, but I think about, you know, you go out and you meet somebody and you start dating, but you just mentioned about breakups and having a conversation with your kids about that too. I so appreciate you bringing that up because I think that that's a side of dating that isn't really talked about. I mean, what, what do you say to your kids and how important is that conversation? It's so important. So if the relationship didn't work out and you tell your kids that you wanted this relationship to work, but there were some red flags, you can have a great conversation with your kids about red flags, communication issues, addiction issues. I mean, whatever shows up in the relationship that didn't work out for you, you want them to know that they have the right to have a healthy relationship and that not every relationship is meant to last a lifetime that they are all important. It's important to get out there and date. It's important to have relationships, but to be safe. You know, we've had conversations about safety and health. You know, how do you protect yourself from diseases? You know, I've had all those conversations with my kids because it's important to me and it's important to them. And so I think the more open and honest you can be without it revealing, you know, this is how we had sex. I mean, that's certainly not not something I would share. (laughs) And very, you know, age-appropriate conversations. But again, it's like this is an opportunity for you to help build your children's skills in an area that I don't think we often think about. Or yeah. you, we think about it and th- you're not modeling it. In this situation, you would be modeling it. And that tells your children a lot. Definitely. I mean, my my kids had the experience of having their father date right away. And he would introduce them not only to the new partner, but also to their children immediately without having a conversation. It was just like, come over, you're going to meet this person. And it 
was disturbing to my children. It was it was not good communication. It felt like they were imposed upon. They were really uncomfortable. My son started looking up articles and he would send them to my ex-husband and say, this is not how you should be dating. This is the right way. And he'd say, no. <laughs> and so, so the good news was they had me to talk about it with and they began to recognize this doesn't feel good. This does feel good. And let them make those choices because often you will not date in the same way as your ex. And I'm not throwing my ex under the bus. I'm saying that he he didn't know and he didn't really know what to consider. And it was important for my kids to have these discussions and let him know how it felt. You know, it's it's not it's not that usual, I think, for everybody to be as open as our family is, but I, I, I think that it is important to try. Well, you have some particular professional expertise in this <laughs> yeah. benefits. Like most of the, the rest of us don't have that. But, you know, I think, as you said, like, when you're talking to your children about what you're doing dating, it's not about competing with your ex or pointing out that your ex is wrong. It's, this is my approach. These are my values. This is what I'm committing to you. Yes. Sandy, I've got lots more questions for you, but we're going to take a short break here. Listeners, my guest today is Sandy Wiener. Sandy is the founder of Last First Date. She's the author of two books, a TEDx speaker and a dating expert. And you're listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. We'll be right back, so do stay tuned. Before we get back to this week's episode, I want to remind you to visit worthy.com forward slash survey and answer a few questions about the podcast in order to be entered to win a $100 Visa gift card. We greatly appreciate your feedback. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. In this episode, we're talking about dating with kids. And my guest today is Sandy Wiener. Sandy hosts a highly regarded weekly podcast, Last First Date, where she interviews top experts in the field of attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. Sandy, before we go back to our conversation, you have a free download on your website, lastfirstdate.com, that I thought you could share with our listeners. Oh, sure. Thank you for that. I created a quiz and it's about the four communication archetypes. And I, I started studying communication skills many years ago because they are so important in all of our relationships. And one of the most important parts of communication is to know what kind of communicator you are. And so I've identified four communication archetypes. They are in the quiz. And by taking the quiz, you will know what your type is and then what to do about it. So whether you're a direct communicator, an indirect communicator, whether you're aggressive, assertive, passive aggressive, whatever it is, you will know how it affects you, how it affects others, and some of the things that you can do to become a more effective communicator. And so you can find it at lastfirstdate.com. And actually, it'll pop up as soon as you go onto the website. There's also a tab for the quiz that says quiz on the menu. So either way, I would love to have you take the quiz and find out 
what is your communication archetype? That sounds like an awesome resource for our listeners. And we'll put a link to that quiz in the show notes so that listeners will know where to go. Great. Thank you. Um, back to my questions. Wanted to, to ask you about what do you consider as involving your kids too much in your dating life? I've had, as you had a friend who said her kids, they were teenagers, older teenagers, help her set up her dating profile, even looked at screening potential dates. And I've heard of some people who have their kids help them draft responses. I would not do that. that? <laughs> I, again, I think it depends on how old the kids are. Like if your kids are in their 40s and you're in your 60s and they want to see mom get back out there and date and mom is hesitant, then you know that it happens. They'll, right. they'll encourage you. They'll write your profile. Maybe they have more experience with online dating than you do. But I, I think it's a private thing. I grew up, my mother got divorced from my father when I was 29. I was just getting married. And she shared way too much about her dating life. And I kept telling her, don't share that with me. I don't want to know it. I didn't really, yeah, I don't want to know. I shouldn't know. And I didn't understand boundar- the word boundaries in those days, but I knew she had overstepped the boundary. And so, you know, your kids deserve to have their own life. It's sort of a, a reversing the role and having your kids be the adult and you be the child. And yeah, it happens, but I don't think it's really healthy. So I think go to your friends, go to a dating coach like me and have somebody else help you who has more perspective, more skill in this area and leave your kids to other conversations that have nothing to do with them helping you find love. Right. So maybe that's, it's like crossing over from being a a parent into trying to be friends with your kids and then pushing that a little bit further and making your kids feel, could make your kids feel responsible for your dating or your romantic life and where that's headed. Yeah. And look, we're talking about divorce, but there's also widows and there are people who were never married who had been with a partner and are no longer with that partner. So this this stuff comes up for everyone who has children, or if you don't have children, you're dating somebody with children. There are also issues that come up there. Right, right. So that, talk a little bit about what are some of those issues with when the person that you're dating has children as well, and you touched on it a little bit before the break about expecting your kids to meet a partner's children. How do you know when the time's right for that? And how do you set that up? Again, this is individual. There are no size, one size fits all in my opinion, but I do think that it's going to be, let's say you're dating several months and the kids want to meet. I mean, I've known couples who introduced each other right away because they lived a distance apart and the only way they could really be together was to blend the families. And they ended up getting married and it worked out beautifully. But again, so it's, it is really individual. I think that once you do decide that it's time and sometimes it's, it's time for you to meet their kids, but not your kids to meet them, you know, it, again, no one size fits all, but 
what happens a lot of times when you're dating somebody who has kids, and I have a client who's never been married, and she's been dating a man who has teenage children. And there were a lot of issues because he didn't know how to prioritize her and his kids. And I see this happening a lot where nobody feels like a priority. And I think that what's important is to have these open conversations about what it looks like if you've made a commitment to me and then your kid calls you last minute and it's not an emergency, then I don't want you to go to your kid. It's not fair to me. You know, so you have to have these conversations with somebody because they can ruin a relationship. They can make you feel that you're not a priority, which you may not be. And so people have to decide, you know, how do I balance, again, having kids and having somebody else in my life? And th those all have to be ongoing conversations. So you introduce each other, the people know that this other person's in your life. And then what happens often also is you don't like the way they parent or they don't like the way you parent. And so what do you do about that? And some of it is none of the other person's business. They're not part of your life yet. They don't see all the challenges that you have. And I think it's important to keep an open mind about the other person and how they may be struggling with certain challenges that you're not really privy to yet. And just be patient, you know, always be compassionate and kind and have open conversations, be curious, try not to judge. Well, what I'm hearing there is how much of this is just very individual and very dependent on your specific circumstances and who you are. That there's there's not really hard and fast rules, but certainly there's a lot to consider. Yeah. I mean, what I always say is know your individual principles. It's not rules, it's principles. So if you have a principle around respect and respect for yourself, respect for your children, respect for the people you date, what does that look like? How do you communicate the important things? How do you balance the respect that you have for all of them? But you do have you have to have these conversations. Without them, everybody feels like they're not a priority, including your children, including the person you're dating, and including yourself. You can't do it all. So you've got to figure out what's important to you. Right. Well, so we're kind of coming up on time here, but a big question here is I often hear about the kids not liking the new partner particularly teenage kids or college-age kids, how do you tackle that? How much weight do you give to that? Good question. And this has come up a lot in my practice as well. <laughs> I Again, I think that if they have a real concern that is character, you know, that is about that person's character or the way they're being treated by that person, then they have a valid concern and I would really listen to them. However, if it's about the fact that they just don't want you to move on or they don't want to be treated the same way the, the other parent treated them when they got involved with somebody, that's where these conversations come in. What are your fears? How can we work this through? This person is important to me and you are so important to me and I would love to make this work. So tell me what is negotiable and what is not. What would make you comfortable? So maybe it's the person doesn't come over to your house for a while and you always go there until the kid is more comfortable or you have 
outdoor gatherings when you're getting together with kids and it's never in your home space. It's all stuff that should be talked about because sometimes there's no rational reason why the person doesn't like that person, but there's fear and getting to the bottom of fears is always important. You know, with my clients, it's always like, what's the fear? Oh, when you really look at it, it's usually not something that's so big and so scary and it can be worked through. So really a lot of communication here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I felt too, like, by the time I'd finished my divorce, I had way better communication skills than when I first got married. So we're all learning how to communicate all the time. Yes. And each person is going to bring up different communication challenges in you. Just when you thought your kids were all communicating well with you and everything's fine, their hormones shift or something else happens or they're going through a hard time and they're taking it out on you. It's knowing how to deal with all those triggers, knowing how to deal with defensiveness and criticism and all the things that come up. This is like a ninja level communication, especially with people that you really love where the stakes are higher. And that's why having communication skills and having the training is so, so important. It's why I love what I do. I love teaching these skills. And I think we all, we all can always be learning and growing. So what does working with a dating coach look like? Mm. So we work usually for about six months minimum. And during those six months, we look at patterns of relationships that did not work out. There's always pattern that we can see and where there are opportunities for personal growth and for working on a refined must-have and deal-breaker list, knowing how to search, how to sift and sort, how to make better choices. And then we do the online dating thing. We will, I will write somebody's profile for them using their words and get online with them. I do hand-holding on Zoom and <laughs> we uh, we search, sort and sift and shop for, for partner together. And then once they message and know how to really connect and go on dates, we debrief dates. We really go through each one so that they're not making the same mistakes. And maybe they're dismissing people for no reason, you know? And so really looking at that, oh, that's a no for me, why? You know, so that's how people have found love. It's it's really shifting the way you think about love, the way you communicate, the way you set boundaries, and the way you communicate to a, a partner or a potential partner. You know, I would love to get on a phone call instead of staying on text for the rest of my life. <laughs> so all of those things that people don't don't know because that nobody ever taught us these skills. And so much better to do that with a dating coach than with your kids. Oh, yes, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Sandy, thank you so much for joining us today. I've so appreciated your wisdom and your insight. It's valuable as always. Thank you. Thank you, Mandy. Listeners, my guest today was Sandy Wiener. Sandy is the founder of Last First Date. She's been called the voice of reason in the midlife dating jungle. Sandy's devoted to helping women achieve a healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of her life. As you heard, she hosts a highly regarded weekly podcast, Last First Date. 
She interviews top experts in the field of attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. She's also the author of two books and a TEDx speaker. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. Worthy is a selling partner you can trust to help you get the best deal possible on your diamond jewelry. Visit worthy.com to learn more and get started. If you have questions about an episode, compliments you'd like to share, or would like to be a guest, please email us at podcast at worthy.com. Follow the podcast at We Are So Worthy on Instagram or see our Facebook page, Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, for information about the show. Please see our show notes at worthy.com forward slash podcast for resources and more information about today's episode and guest. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. You can learn more about me at mandywalker.com. Huge thank yous to Worthy's production team. Listen, follow, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Our next episode will be live in two weeks, so stay tuned. <laughs>